This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Uh, Chip Patterson uh, would, if he were a hockey player, would be going in, into the Hurricanes Hall of Fame. He might be going into the 200-level Hall of Fame. I have no idea. Uh, that's where he hangs out. Uh, Chip Patterson joins us, as he always does, Cover 3 podcast uh, extraordinaire. Mr. S- Mr. Patterson, welcome to Wednesday. Uh, how you doing? Wait, what? Big week. Like how are you holding it all together? I believe I'm not. Okay. I think you could tell. Mm-hmm. I am not holding it all together. I have, there's too much going on. I need three of me, uh, to do all of this. And I, I have no idea what's going on. I was just making arrangements, uh, for a guest on Friday, we're going to be at FanFest, and I don't even know where we're going to be. Like somewhere, somewhere. I mean, on Fayetteville Street. Yeah, I'll somewhere. put. A, I'll I'll throw a flag up, or I'll send a flare up, and that's where uh, that's where I will be. I want to start. This is something I didn't uh, didn't text you about what I wanted to talk about, but I just saw the news, and it speaks it gets us into some other things uh, that we were going to talk about anyway. Uh, CBS and Turner as a group. I guess, or maybe separately, have decided to not pursue Pac-12 media rights. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, I just saw the story coming from Brett McMurphy of the Action Network. So do you want to opine as to uh, what the the ramifications of that are? Den- I actually can take the, spin this forward a little bit because Dennis Dodd, uh, CBSSports.com senior college football columnist did already report that the expectation within the industry is that the Pac-12 deal will be ESPN plus a streamer. Um, right. You know, the Sports Business Journal has been discussing the streaming options being for the Pac-12, but what the Pac-12 is finding is that no streaming option, whether it is Amazon, which has its NFL package, right. whether it is Apple, which does have its baseball package. And uh, soccer and MLS. And MLS, that's right. Mm-hmm. They are not looking to get all of it they would like to have some pac-12 but they are not going looking to get in the business of being the sole provider of pac-12 content and when they are going to espn espn has two motivations number one they've got a motivation that says look we do have the space to put a game on at 10 30 p.m eastern time yep but unfortunately, that's really the only value that we've got right here, especially when we're looking at a Pac-12 that's not going to have USC or UCLA. Mm-hmm. San Diego State does not <laughs> deliver uh, the same numbers no. when we when it come time to talking about contracts and we start talking to the analysts. And while going to get SMU does bring in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I still think you're dealing with the same kind of battle where realistically, the amount of dollars that ESPN is willing to spend there uh, are not going to be equal to um, the Dallas Mavericks or the Dallas Cowboys. You're not actually the small private school in Dallas. You're not getting all of Dallas all the way. And so the Pac-12 is reportedly in a little bit of a, a tough spot here as it tries to secure the next media rights deal and tries to do so before any other schools you know, decide that they want to start picking up the phone and looking elsewhere. Because remember, and I... That's, I to well, me, that's the key. All the Texas and Oklahoma stuff had me going back and remembering how important it was for Greg Sankey to say, they called us. Right. Because if you, if you can't poach, or else it's against 
your contract. Mm-hmm. So it has to, you know, work the other way. Um, and look, the Big 12 is doing all the winking and nodding that it possibly can do. Brett Yormark has said, you know, we, with this new media rights deal, uh, with the negotiations with Texas and Oklahoma done, you know, we are going to aggress- quote, aggressively explore expansion. Yeah. And to me, that says Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. They're called the four corner schools is the way that they're looking. It would be a way that the Big 12 is able to get into that time slot, uh, that West Coast time. And it's a race right now between Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyovkov to wrap up these media rights deals and the Big 12 of at least, you know, uh, seeing if it can shoot enough flares in the air to get some phone calls from uh, from some of those current Pac-12 members. What is the Chip Patterson as always on Wednesdays, what is the place of basketball in all of this? Because uh, I've been reading that there's enough thought that basketball, because of the inventory involved, is really the carrot for the streaming services because that would be a lot more inventory. Football is basically major footballs almost all swallowed up at this point. I mean, we could add, like, you know, uh, a handful of games, but it's not a ton. Basketball is a lot of action. There's a there's there's a ton of inventory. Is basketball going to be a driver in the next few years? I don't. In, in like what what's the um like what's the crux of the argument? Because what I hear from the Big Twelve as it finished its um its recent deal, and by the way, I think that one of the things that has surprised the Pac-12 is that it is not looking at numbers that match the Big Twelve. No. And I, a little bit disappointed in that. Well, why, would, why, why did they think they were going to get these numbers? You just lost. Forget about UCLA. UCLA has always been, I mean, to me, UCLA is Oklahoma in terms of an attraction to Texas. Right? Texas is the attraction. Oklahoma probably played better football, but is sort of the, hey, I'm bringing my friend with me. They're, Oklahoma's the, the, the plus one. Um, Southern Cal's the, the big fish. And UCLA, which in terms of basketball, the better property, um, that's the plus one. But, I mean, the Pac-12 was never going to get a big number without those two schools. Yeah, and the Big 12, so the reason why I asked, um, what I've heard from inside the Big 12 is the Big 12 is really um, happy with the way that it's been able to tout its basketball product Mm -hmm. as – part of this package and that as they are moving forward with ESPN and Fox, they are doing so uh, being able to say like we have uh, solidified our position as a football conference with the addition of, uh, you know, Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, and BYU, each of them bringing their own unique advantages to the way that we stand in addition to their recent success. Uh, But also we have the best basketball conference and losing Oklahoma and Texas does not at all take us out of that conversation of being the best basketball conference in the entire country. And that, in addition to your inventory side, is one thing that I think led to payout at the Pac-12 is not going to be able to match. The Pac-12, which might only have two teams in the NCAA tournament. Pac-12 might be a two-bid. So my my feeling about the Pac-12 is that it's done, that they're going to be picked apart. So it leads me to this. Because I think the Big 12 is going to go, now maybe they'll go for those four schools looking at it from a football perspective. But we've also heard that Gonzaga is considering a basketball-only membership in the Big 12. 
why, why shouldn't the ACC think about that? Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuta with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I I don't think there was a time where I liked the idea of an ACC Pac-12 merger that would involve, you know, the ACC being able to kind of take over the Pac-12 network and we create this opportunity where a fledgling network that is in no homes whatsoever and as Gary Parrish will tell you is only on refrigerators uh, <laughs> the Pac-12 network. Uh listen to the Ion College basketball podcast is very good. I I think I, I watched think- it at the gas station. Yeah, like exactly. I thought there was an opportunity there, but with USC and that was before, you know, we really started thinking about, you know, what was going to happen moving forward. USC and UCLA are gone. And now I think that you'd be creating a disconnected, um, you'd be creating a sort of a Frankenstein that would not greatly enhance the one thing that the ACC does have. And like, it is kind of a Frankenstein conference of its own. But at this point, just if you can keep everyone together, as it stands, I think the ACC can be just fine. I'm, I don't well, think I'm they- not worried about the future of the ACC. I am. I am concerned about the the quality of play, um, but I'm not really worried about the future of the league. I mean, Gonzaga is a basketball brand that would uh, enhance the university, and it would only cost them like what Notre Dame cost them. It, it it wouldn't be that much money going out, but it would help raise the profile of basketball put a lot of strain on gonzaga if they're winning willing to do it but frankly there ain't that big a difference between uh flying to uh you know lubbock as opposed to flying to pittsburgh i think that the pac 12 like oregon right now has an interesting proposition maybe the big 10 comes and you know says you can be making 20 more million dollars a year 40 more million dollars a year to be able to come be in the big 10 and maybe they take that but this is uh, something we actually discussed discussed on the Cover 3 podcast earlier today. Oregon has a great chance to be a test case on whether in the future of college football at the highest level, which we would consider the expanded college football playoff era, mm-hmm. are you better off being a big fish, and I'm so sorry, or the big duck in the small <laughs> pond than you are going to the Big Ten and taking the check but getting an extra two losses a year? And I think the same because this this format right now has six automatic conference champion spots. Yep. And I think that as you're really trying to like build out the identity of a program and the identity of a conference, that having trophies in your trophy case, having access to that college football playoff, I think that there's some real advantage to that. This is like so dumb and intangible, but there's a loser's mentality of just getting used to losing four or five games a year. And there's a winner's mentality of we do this that can carry over through an entire like four, five, six, seven, eight year cycle. And Oregon being in the Pac-12 where every single year is just going to have to be better than Washington and Utah. Right. 
then I think that that is a more advantageous position even to go into the college football playoff because, yeah, you're going to be playing a little bit of the Cinderella, but not Cinderella. Everybody's doubting you, interestingly enough, the Gonzaga of this all. I think that you're in a better spot as a program to do that rather than going eight and four, seven and five in the Big Ten. Can we just say Clemson in the ACC? Uh, sure. That, right. That's or Florida or State. Florida State back in the day, yeah. Or Florida State soon. You know, depending on <laughs> right. listen, man. If you want to get if if, <laughs> if you want to get hooked on that, uh, if Florida State is back. That Florida State is back is pure right now. It's out in the streets. This is, <laughs> this is gonna be. A really, really fun season where you're looking at Clemson yeah. and all of a sudden Florida State's starting to catch it. And Florida State does not have the top to bottom roster. Florida no. State does not have the years of success, but it's just close enough that it's gotten interesting. But I, I would say the same thing to Clemson. I would say the same thing to Florida State. And that's why for the ACC and the expanded college football playoff era, I would almost just say, like, keep tight hang on to you know whatever little bits of tradition and identity that you have because you, you do have the opportunity to be able to be a place where uh, those programs want to stay, become huge attractions, and you're just not forcing some of these other schools that are choosing or unable to invest the resources top to bottom, money, time, manpower, all those things to keep up because that's the thing is people say Boston College isn't trying and I think that that's like disrespectful to Jeff Halfley that's disrespectful to some of the players that are out there they are trying to win they are trying mm -hmm. to be competitive but there are institutional decisions that are made from the top all the way through all the way down where you are not trying dot 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 to keep up with Clemson and there are a lot of programs in the ACC that are not trying to keep up with Clemson they're trying they're just not trying to keep up with Clemson. Right. They're not trying to keep up with Florida State. And so, you know, I think that when you introduce even a whole West Coast element, the amount of trying that you have to do almost gets even more. Let's hope a bear does not get a hold of Florida State is back, all that stuff on the street, uh, because then the bear will be just completely, uh, there's a joke in there somewhere. Uh, I mean, uh <laughs> my wife said, Park Parker was like, is that real? Was that a, was that a joke commercial? <laughs> I said, oh, baby. This movie, we've been talking about this movie on the internet for months. I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait to see that movie. Chip Patterson is with us. I'm, I'm smiling and drooling at the same time. All right, so 10 years ago, it's not a big deal that the offensive coordinator at Georgia, Jeff Munkin, is leaving for an offensive coordinator job in the National Football League. But why does it seem to me that people are surprised that Jeff Munkin is leaving Georgia to go to the Ravens? Because Todd Munkin has done such I a good job. I called him Jeff Munkin. I don't know why I called hey, him that. Who's, hey, listen, family, right? He's uh, Jeff Munkin's the head coach at Army. Oh, okay. I did, I did have a Munkin. All right, good. Hey, you, you had a Munkin. You were good. Um, <laughs> Todd Munkin has done a great job of two things. Number one, he did bring in a lot of pro-style elements to mm -hmm. Georgia, but did not do it in a way that said that they had to play slow. Georgia played with tempo. Georgia mm -hmm. was uh, a very efficient and a very productive offense. He did a fantastic job of turning Stetson Bennett the fourth into, and hold, hold on to your pants now, an NFL quarterback. He's not, but that's fine. He's And this is what they say because – Inside that program, the thing that they talked about a lot is that the entire offense was built to prepare everyone.
for the NFL. And when you're at Georgia and your entire roster is filled with four and five stars, players who are projected to eventually be pros, then being an NFL factory, guess what? That's what makes you Alabama East, and that's what makes us talk about you as though you are the next in line. So him <laughs> leaving is viewed as a negative. Right. You're right. losing a super talented coach. Now, he was offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Bucks. The idea that he would want to go back to the NFL is not crazy. No, it's not crazy. I, is he taking a pay cut? It's the follow up move that's interesting because you're naming Mike Bobo mm -hmm. the offensive coordinator. He was previously an offensive coordinator for Mark Richt over an eight year span. Uh, he was also an offensive coordinator for Will Muschamp. And I was around the Georgia program and the national championship in Los Angeles. And one thing that I heard from a lot of people was that Kirby smart really values the, the culture within the, among the coaching staff right. and that he, it's really important to him that there's a lot of cohesion. So now he's got Will Muschamp who he played with, who, who Kirby played with at Georgia right. as defensive coordinator. And he's got Mike Bobo, former Georgia quarterback who Kirby played with as his offensive coordinator and Adam, it's just guys being dudes. I just see <laughs> in Athens a bunch of guys being dudes. And if Mike Bobo is not able to maintain the same level of production that Todd Munkin did, we're going to start to look at Kirby and be like, ah, uh, man, you can't just have guys being dudes. Okay? Can't yeah, just hire your friends. Can't just hire your friends. There was another program, one that we're intimately familiar with. It wasn't necessarily hiring friends. It was just promoting from within. They didn't bring in anyone new. They didn't bring in anyone new ideas. And then things started to stagnate a little bit. Yeah. And now they've gone to hire uh, TCU's offensive coordinator and Garrett Riley, and Clemson fans are hoping that that is going to inject a little bit of life. So I would say that Kirby Smart has earned a very long leash by sure. winning two state national championships, but it looks like he's just hiring his buddies. And again, those close to the program have told me that that's really important to, to Kirby that everyone doesn't hate themselves. They work really hard, but they all need to enjoy it. And winning is enjoyable. And I don't know if Will Muschamp enjoys anything, but he told me in Los Angeles that winning is okay. So I, if Georgia wins, you know, they, they could run the ball 40 times a game mm -hmm. and probably still win the SEC East, you know? Yes. But winning the national championship in the expanded college football playoff era will require a dynamic offense. You're oh. not going to beat that many good teams in a row. 100%. Playing a very simplified 2015 right. Alabama, Derrick Henry's going to run it 45 times kind of offense. Yeah. Those days are you've over. Got, yeah, you've got to have quarterbacks that can make throws. And like you don't necessarily need it to be an air raid, but look at what Todd Munkin did with uh, Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington, two dynamic tight ends. They threw a lot to the running backs. Stetson Bennett was incredibly efficient. Like I, I, I think that this is, uh, this is an interesting point for Kirby Smart in his rise to the top of college football because now we've got some room to, to pick at him a little bit, and he can snap back by winning another national championship. We've just got guys being dudes in Athens. All right, real, real quick, um, there are tons of other things I want to talk about. We're out of time. Uh, Tiger Woods makes the cut or does not make the cut at Riviera this weekend? That is such an unfair question. Well, I mean, it's, not, it's not an unfair it, question at all. It is because I'm just going to say make because I'm not going to be out here on, on this unprecedented statewide network spitting <laughs> bad vibes into the world, okay? I got to be finished in the top 20. All right, listen, as, listen, as, long, <laughs> as long as that man is playing on CBS, America's Most Watched Network, the network of stars, 
come the weekend. Hey, listen, I I, done, I looked at the the CBS Sports HQ uh, schedule for the weekend, you know, just to get a sense of sort of what what might be coming my way. And there's a there's all these like big uh, yeah. yellow and red things. It's like if Tiger makes the cut, we go. 15 minutes before his tea time, we're going in it. We're showing his 100%. tea off live. Like, we're going mid-round updates. Like, the, the machine is going to roll <laughs> with every little bit of Tiger that we can get here. That and is so, fantastic. Yeah. All right. Make well, the cut. Make the cut. Top 20. Can I throw one back to you? Because sure. I think yeah, it'll already happen. I, I see your shirt right there. We, we won a match on Monday. I can't believe it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, but I'm talking about Tuesday. Speaking of me being a plug on a Paramount uh, Plus. boy. Liverpool, Real Madrid, leg one. At Anfield, too. At Anfield. Uh, let, yeah. me, let me tell you, uh, I'll text you after I watch them at Newcastle on Saturday. That'll In tell me a lot about, uh, about Tuesday. Uh, say that again? In terms of form? I was just... I, yeah, I, absolutely. I, they, don't, they weren't great against Everton on Monday. So, um, I, 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 think, I think they'll probably draw with Real Madrid on Tuesday. Because I, I don't think my, Real is playing that well either. I love my studio of, of Kate Abdo, Thierry Henry, Jimmy Carragher, and Micah Richards. They're just uh, they're, they're doing it for me. Uh-huh. Fired up to come on here in a little bit. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Chip Patterson, right. you're the man. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity.